for our sound system. <laughs> uh, while waiting, let's open our Bibles to the book of First uh, Corinthians, chapter fifteen. First Corinthians, chapter fifteen. Uh, there are two part. I mean, places that we are going to read uh, this morning. All of us will read from First Corinthians, chapter fifteen, part of the verses there towards the end, and also um, mark your Bible to. Uh, the book of First Thessalonians, chapter four. <clears throat> All right, these two places this morning. Let's um, uh, let's see what the Lord uh, will do to us. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah. First Corinthians, chapter fifteen. We'll start from verse number fifty-one. We'll read this responsibly. I'll read verse fifty-one. You respond verse number 52, and then um, uh, continue reading, and then we jump to chapter uh, of 1 Thessalonians 4. Alright, I will start reading now from verse number 51 of the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The Bible says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In the morning, the morning, This corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jump to First Thessalonians chapter four, verse thirteen. First Thessalonians four thirteen. Follow with your eyes, I will read this. Verse number 13, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain, and to the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then together, verse 17 and 18. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, uh, for um, giving us this assurance of our faith, assurance of our dis destination. Lord, thank you that um, you have um, saved us from our sins. And because of that, Lord, we become part of the family of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And now, Lord, uh, we are going to see these things happening in our lives and to see you up in the air. And then, Lord, we will see all these things that will unfold before our eyes. How, Lord, you will come down with a great shout. 
and that Lord, uh, all those people who believe in you will uh, will um, arise from the grave, and we, if you come today, which are alive and remain, uh, will be caught up together with them in the clouds. Lord, what a, a blessed thought, and what a, a, a blessing, Lord, that uh, we have. Uh, the assurance that we are part of this um, uh, great um, coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Father, I pray that you will work in our hearts through this passage of Scripture to give us, Lord, that joy, to give us that um, fresh perspective of the events that will be unfolded uh, before our eyes, O oh God. And Lord, uh, we thank you that you have given us this, um, um, uh, this Bible, this Word, so that, Lord, uh, we will know what to expect and what, what is going to come um, to us. Bless, Lord, your people once again. Thank you for this um, um, time of our fellowship, time of our worship. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please Amen. be seated. <coughs> again, this is what we have uh, discussed previously. Now, last week, I was out of time, so I had to cut short of my message. Actually, I had... I have not started yet the, the main points, but again, just to remind you that um, the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and His program of His coming is already written in the Bible. And what we are waiting for here is just the, you know, materialization of all those things uh, that, that are written already there. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming again. Amen. And again, he, uh, he will come personally, yes. and he will come very soon. That's right. <laughs> and in a moment of the twinkling of an eye, what a, you know, oh, yeah. I cannot really, uh, uh, you know, express the, the joy of that thought. But at the same time, on the other side of my heart, the thought of my unsaved loved ones. Because once that will strike, once the Lord Jesus Christ will arrive, well, it's, if, if those loved ones that we have right now, it's hard for them to be saved, it's going to be harder then. That's right. It's going to be harder then. So that is why, you know, as much as we can, let us just focus and, you know, the time is very, very close. Uh, I believe the Lord Jesus Christ is right here at the doorstep. He is now about to, you know, um, create that sound. Uh, he is about to call us. And he's about to shout, Come forth! I know, remember the the uh, the, the, the one who died and that he rose, uh, he, he raised from the grave, Lazarus? Lazarus, when the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you know, was um, uh, was led by, I think, Martha or the other company yes. there. Yes. Martha led where Lazarus um, was in the grave at that moment and then the Lord Jesus Christ nearing that stone and he shouted and called Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth. And by that sound, that you know, the dead, Lazarus came forth out of the grave. And you see, the way the Lord Jesus Christ called Lazarus, I believe, is the same way he will call us home. When he will, you know, call Amen. us and it, 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 he will call with a shout and your name will be heard. Right. My Amen. name will be echo in our ears and then we will wake up. If we are dead by the time. I remember when I, when I had my surgery, uh, it was a little bit funny there, when, you know, when, when, when some, uh, a lady there who injected me with what I don't know what substance was that that I feel very I was drunk and I feel good you know light 
and I was like floating and uh, oh I feel good <laughs> and uh, she keep on like um, talking to me and uh, if you were not here uh, where would you rather be so uh, I want to stay home I was closing my eyes because you know I feel light and very you know light feeling but sleepy and uh, I was closing my eyes and she kept on talking to me and said Oh, oh, why you want to stay home? What would you do? What would you do there? I said, oh, I want to tell my children what to do. <laughs> and, and and she laughed. I said, Oh, this is an um, authoritative, authoritarian. Sorry, I said, Oh, this is an authoritarian. And then um, she pushed my wheelchair into that inside the room, and then uh, I saw I saw the like a operating table there. And uh, she said, oh, can you manage to uh, get to that bed? And I said, okay, I'll try. Then uh, I just pushed myself up and then climbed the uh, table and then lie down. And someone told, said to me, okay, can you uh, um, lean towards the, the left side? So I leaned there and then um, they injected me back. And that's the last time that I remember. I fell asleep. And then, just, I don't know how many hours then, uh, I lost um, the track with that time. The next thing that I remember was someone called my name. Adrian, wake up. Yeah. I was as if like nothing happens. I remember my name. I remember someone called my name. That's the first you know um, like words that I heard after that surgery that I was sleeping maybe for four or five hours I think I remember um, the Lord Jesus Christ in the Bible that when he comes he will call us by, by name Amen. he will call you by your name and now I try to remember that moment the very first time that you know uh, something entered into my ears and I perceive, perceive in my heart someone called my name and I got up and again um, that is going to be the same when the Lord Jesus Christ will come because he will come personally and he will call you by name <clears throat> you see the Lord Jesus Christ that we know the Lord Jesus Christ that is we know as our Savior <clears throat> And we know that he, he, he came the first time. And we know that he died. And we know that he was buried and rose again. And that Christ that came and died and rose again will come again. And it's going to be a great blessing when we see him. Because we, whenever we see him, we will never be separated from him again. That is what the promise here in verse number um, verse number 17 in 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter um, 4 verse 17, the last phrase. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. We will never be separated again. The Lord Jesus Christ will be with us and we will be with him for all eternity. Right now, we are separated, you know, um, from the Lord uh, physically because He is with us uh, through the Holy Spirit of God. 
Uh, the Holy Spirit is our in our hearts right now as a uh, God's down payment for the, the redemption of our soul. The Holy Spirit is our down payment. And when Jesus Christ will come for the fulfillment of that redemption plan, then all of us will be with the Lord Jesus Christ physically and spiritually and everything else. We will be together with Him. And we praise the Lord for that. Amen. The Lord is coming for whom? For His children. He would come. And when He's going to come, only God knows when, but there are signs that He is um, allowing for us to see. And also, um, He will come, and He will come very soon. Again, we left off this message uh, last week. Uh, we were not able to uh, finish this, and there, but there are so many aspects that um, I want to share to you today. Um, from, from this scripture, uh, there are two places here, as you know it, uh, first Corinthians chapter 15 <coughs> and also 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 as we approach this topic I want you to see that it is very necessary for us to point out that the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is two-tiered there are two tiers of his coming first is the first stage that he will come down just stay there in the sky and then after that um, he will touch down at, you know, uh, perhaps Mount Megiddo for the battle of Armageddon. So, but this, this two, just one, this is the, the, you know, the sequence of his coming. He will come in this, in, in that manner that um, he will come before the tribulation, the great tribulation. That means uh, he, he wants us to be um, separated from the world at that moment so that he can do whatever he wants to do for this world. I will tell you, it's good. if the Lord, I mean, if, if all of us, the Christians, are not here in this world today, yes. this world will be in great tribulation. Yes. But the reason why God did, you know, did not do what he's planning to do yet, because we are here. What God is waiting to, to pour all his wrath upon this earth is... He's waiting for our departure from this earth. And then after that, all these things that's written in the book of Revelation will be unfolded, um, you know, upon this world. And you see <coughs> the, the, the sufferings of the people that will be on this earth after, after the rapture, chapter 13 of the book of Revelation. <coughs> Revelation chapter 13. And you will see all this uh, great statue of whatever statue is that that will speak, and then those people that will not listen and will not uh, will not worship that that statue will be put to death because that statue will speak. It's like you know, there's a great statue in the Philippines in Edsa. Uh, there's a great statue there. Imagine that great statue will speak. Everyone will believe. You see, and in verse number um, Revelation chapter thirteen. Verse number 13. I will start verse number 11. Verse number 11. It says, And I beheld another beast coming out, coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth, and them that dwell therein, 
to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed and he doeth great wonders that means he can perform miracles that enough for people to believe him but he is not that God he is sure. not the powerful God this is the power of the devil that just enough for people to believe a lie is that here um, um, thank you thank you in verse number 13 and he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them notice the word deceiveth because that is not the real God this is the real power of God this is the power of the devil uh, displayed before men that do not remember there's no more Christian by this time Right. No, not one Christian left on this earth in, by this time. All those people who do not believe in God will be here. And they will see this, you know, wonders and they will believe that lie. And he said here, the word deceive is there. Verse 14. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which, ha which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. That the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Verse 16. And he causeth all. Not one is exempted here. Everyone, whether you are a royal you are a king prime minister or president it doesn't matter That's everyone true. and he caused all both small and great rich and poor free and born to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the, or, the, or the number of his name. And here is wisdom. Let him that understanding um, count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. And his number is six hundred. Three score. That means sixty and six. So six hundred, sixty and six. So the six, six, six will be there. And again, this is the great tribulation. That the, that the Lord is telling us about that God wants us to be, you know, uh, separated from. That's right. God doesn't want us to go through this tribulation because God has not prepared us to His wrath. As the Bible says in the book of Titus, God had not prepared us um, for His wrath, but to obtain salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> and here... This is the uh, the rapture will strike before this will happen, and once this this tribulation will be finished, which in you know in this time frame is seven years, seven years tribulation, and then at the end of the seven years tribulation will be the end also of the seven years judgment seat of Christ. Those people like us today who believe in Jesus Christ, uh, supposing this is the 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 time seven year tribulation here, but and we are approaching that period and then before we reach that period of tribulation the rapture will strike then we will be like 
taking to heaven to the sky like this up in the sky and then over here will be the judgment seat of Christ for seven right. years so the seven years judgment seat of Christ uh, will only be for those who believe in Christ it's not for everyone it's not for all it's only for those who believe in Jesus Christ so here in the seven years judgment seat of Christ all the whatever you have done for the Lord Jesus you will receive the reward right here right now if you are serving the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart you are you are you are you love the Word of God you love the church uh, of God you love the people of God all of that you will receive a reward and the Lord will give you reward uh, of how you live your Christian life how you live your life uh, while we're on earth and then um, at the end of this everyone will have the rewards that also will be given back to the Lord Jesus Christ later on. But Jesus Christ Amen. will come down, will come down to this earth. Amen. Amen. To, 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 to land on this earth. That's right. And that is where, you know, those people in the great tribulation who did not receive the mark, they refused to, have to receive the mark whatsoever. If they would die, they would die. They will never have anything to do with the mark. They will not receive it from their hand nor their forehead. But the problem with that, they cannot buy, they cannot sell, they cannot go to work, they cannot drive a car, they cannot go to countdown or, or, or pack and save. They have, they have no place for them. But the Bible says in Matthew chapter 24, um, uh, advises them that to go into the, you know, into the mountains, into the bushes. You, you have no place in the society by that time. If you do not have the mark, if you want to become part of the society and have the mark, anyway, it's just a mark, then your soul is sold in the lake of fire. So in order for you to escape that, is do not have the mark. You should not have the mark. So to survive is out, out in the, uh, you know, do not stay in the city. And now when, when these people survive that seven years, because it's only seven years, when these people that do not have the mark can survive the seven years, they will be saved also by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is what the Bible says in Matthew 24, verse number, I think somewhere like 40. And then the beginning there of the battle of Armageddon. Because the ruler of this world by that seven year tribulation period is, you know, the Antichrist. The Antichrist will fight that battle with a beast with him. And then the Lord Jesus Christ will fight the battle. And all of us who are raptured, remember the seven years before, we were raptured and ju judged by the Lord Jesus Christ. And just we will follow Christ when Jesus Christ, you know, uh, rides in that white horse. And all of us Amen. also will, will have this white garment in us, clean yeah. and white. Yeah. The purity of the saints will yeah. follow in, in that um, um, battle of Armageddon, but we are not fighting any battle. It's only the Lord Jesus Christ will fight the battle. He will take care of this enemy, and then when he touches down in the in the valley of Megiddo, which is also the commencement of the battle of Armageddon, then the Lord Jesus Christ is, you know, armament is different. He will just speak the word, and those people that have ears and all of them have. They will hear the word of Jesus Christ and the, the, the words of Jesus is like sword to them. It will kill them. That the book of Isaiah, uh, you know, uh, saw this and, and said that there will be seven months of burial. Burials. 
seven months of burials, a lot of dead bodies. So all of the people that do not have Christ, all of the people that, you know, fought against God will die in the battle of Armageddon. And that is where, you know, uh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ will begin its reign as King of Kings Amen. and Lord of Lords. If you are serving the Lord Jesus Christ, you will have a part of that kingdom of Jesus. You will have a part and you will reign with him. Revelation chapter 20 verse number 6. Revelation 20 verse 6. <clears throat> Blessed and holy is he that had part in the first resurrection. That is the rapture. The first resurrection is the rapture. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign. Remember, that word reign is not necessarily the Lord Jesus because he's already reigning. But that reign there is for those people who know, so, um, um, love the Lord, those people who are part of the first resurrection, and shall reign with him, with Christ, a thousand years. So that is the time that Jesus Christ will reign as King of Kings. Amen. Because he will, again, I will show you this, this uh, country of New Zealand will be turned into a kingdom. Australia will be turned into a kingdom. America. So all of these countries will be turned into kingdom. So there will be kings of New Zealand, king of Samoa, king of Tuvalu, king of you know uh, uh, um, uh, Australia, king of um, Chile. All those places will be turned into kingdom, and Jesus Christ will install kings That's in this right. kingdom. He will install kings and and. But Jesus Christ is the King of Kings Amen. and Lord of Lords. And that is what we are going to experience here. That is what we are going to see in the coming days. And I do not know how long and when, but it's going to be very soon. Very, very soon. Because all the prophecies in the Old Testament about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled in a, you know, in a literal way, literal yeah. manner. Uh, whatever you know, the Bible says about his first advent, with the first coming, where he he, he was like uh, he was he was a babe, and then and then was born in the, um, uh, uh, through a virgin, and then grew up and and lived a perfect life as an example for all of us who believe in him, and then he was he was offered to die for our sins, and then he was buried, and then he rose again, and then he now sits at the right hand of the throne of God. Waiting for his second advent. And that is what we are looking for. The coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why I tell you, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man what God had prepared for them that love him. My question this morning, do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you love him? Because if you love him, you will love everything about him. You love the word of God. You will love the church of God. You love the people of God. You will be, you know, you will be led by the Holy Spirit of God if, you know, you are, you love the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, in this passage of scripture, there are two things, there are two places that we look at this, you know, um, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. One, in, we read a while ago in First Thessalonians of Reform, um, verse 13 to 18, and also the other passage is First Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 51 to 58. And we will see uh, this morning. We'll continue and look at this, pers you know, uh, this personal coming of the Lord Jesus. We will look at this uh, how the Lord Jesus Christ would come. 
In First Thessalonians chapter four, verse number sixteen, uh, it specified that the Bible says, "The Lord Himself, the Lord Himself, shall descend from heaven." And you see, this is the manner by which the Lord Jesus Christ would come. That he will come personally. Yeah. He would come personally. Yeah. The Lord himself. He will not send a proxy. He will not send someone to represent him. Right. The Lord himself. Amen. Wow. Amen. You know why he, the, the Lord would come? It's because of you. It's because of us. No matter how sinful you are. If you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, He can forgive your sins. Come now, let us reason together. Let, uh, although your sins be as scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. Why God wants to do that? Because He wants to impart His glory to you. He wants you to see how, how beautiful it is to be living with, you know, uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Himself. Acts chapter 1, verse number 11. The angel mentioned this. The angel mentioned this before the disciples of the Lord Jesus. When Jesus Christ rose up into, into the heavens and, and he was received uh, by the clouds. And then he disappeared in their sight. And these disciples were still looking up and gazing up to heaven. And, and waiting maybe the Lord Jesus Christ will come in a few minutes after. No. They, wait, they waited maybe he will come in an hour after. No. Maybe he will come. They, will, they stay there. They thought that the Lord Jesus Christ would come in that very moment. They waited and waited and waited. And in fact, until now, we are still waiting. But the, the, this 2,000 years seems like, you know, just two days to the Lord. He said here in verse number 11, uh, verse number 10, verse number 10. Uh, <clears throat> verse number 10. Why they look steadfastly toward heaven. As he, Jesus Christ, went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. These are angels. And maybe the Lord Jesus Christ, while he, he ascended into heaven, and, and noticing that, oh, the disciples, 120 of them, gazing up to heaven. And they could not do the, the, the commandment of God to spread the gospel to all over the world. And these people are still gazing there in uh, then I think that's the reason why their angels there appeared to them to stop them from what they're doing. Start do the, the start doing the things of the Lord, and which is spreading on the gospel. But these men they look steadfastly toward heaven. So the angel said, um, "Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye um, gazing up into heaven?" This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. You see, notice the word. That same, this same Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ that went up to heaven, this same Jesus will, you know, come down and descend from heaven. Yeah. This same Jesus, wow, Amen. God has not changed. Yeah. That's right. Why? Because we are serving an unchanging God. Amen. Amen. The Lord our God is the same. Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 8. It says that Jesus the same yesterday and today and forever. Yeah. He is the same. This same Jesus. They saw Jesus Christ going up to heaven. The people also will see when he descended from heaven. 
You see, this same Jesus, Malachi chapter 3, verse number 6. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Yes, the Lord is the same. This same glorious Christ who died and buried and rose again will come again. <coughs> and he will come again very soon. Praise the Lord that He is coming because if not, then we are wasting our time. That's right. We have no hope. But thank God that He has given us the hope. We need this hope. We need what the Bible says about this hope. Not just the Lord Jesus Christ is coming and His coming is personal. His descent also. His descent into the air will be sudden. Very quick. Abrupt. Sudden in, in first Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 16. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. The dead in Christ shall rise first. You see, with a shout, with a voice, and the trumpet, whether the world um, um, uh, will hear or understand what is happening, we cannot really say. Whether the, the people of this world can understand it, but they will see it. They will see it when the Lord Jesus Christ uh, descend from heaven. And, and again, every believer will hear. And for sure, every believer will understand. Because we know that from the scripture. And everything that is written here will be fulfilled when the Lord Jesus Christ will come. But of course, I imagine the things that when this happens, there must be some divine intervention um, that will come all along when these things will take place, uh, when, the, when the Lord Jesus Christ will come. Because this is the same thing as the flood of Noah. The flood of Noah, um, uh, the Lord gathered all those animals two by two and they paired together into the ark. And then, and then um, uh, Noah and his wife and his uh, sons and their wives along with them entered into the ark. And then the Lord, you know, uh, before that the, the first drop of rain touches the ground, the Lord shut the door of the ark. When the Lord shut the door of the ark, the people, they still like marrying and giving in marriage. And I joke about this because this year I married around five couples. A lot of marriages this year than, than compared to uh, you know the many years of, of, of our ministry. I think this is a sign that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming. Maybe maybe after Brother Matt will say I do, and then rapture will strike. And I think Brother Matt will complain, Lord, why? Why can't you just wait for another day? No, no, just joking. You know, that, that is the sign of the Lord Jesus Christ coming. He will come when people are still uh, marrying and giving in marriage. And there's just a lot of marriages this year. <laughs> this coming 19, I will marry another couple. Um, yeah. And then 20, 22nd uh, for Brother Matt and uh, Sister Debbie. But again, you see all this, um, the, the coming of the Lord and all these uh, things, I believe there will be divine intervention. In that instance, I mean, uh, Noah's flood, the, the, um, the, the Lord shut the door. 
and in during the time also of the Exodus, the Lord uh, there was this death angel, and and uh, and the doorposts of all those who believe were guarded and protected because God gave instruction to the people who believe. Those people maybe who are Israelites who do not believe and did not put anything on the doorpost, they would perish. I mean, not only one person in each home. But God was clearly giving instruction to them. So there is this divine intervention that's going to come. And also the Pentecost. When the Pentecost happened, uh, there was the Holy Spirit of God move and work in the hearts of the people. And again, that is the divine intervention. And if the Lord Jesus Christ will come, when the rapture strikes, there, all, there will always be that divine intervention. Again, the Lord Jesus Christ will come personally. And he will come with yes. suddenness. Yes. Very, you know, uh, quick and abrupt. And again, when, when he comes, when the Lord Jesus Christ descends from heaven, what will happen is that the dead in Christ shall rise first. Amen. First Thessalonians 4.16 First Thessalonians 4.16 For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Not all the dead. You know, erase that in your mind that all the dead will come. No, not all the dead, but only those who are dead in Christ. Amen. People who died before they died, they have the testimony that they receive Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord that you are here today. And if you have the testimony that you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are going to be part of this dead in Christ. If we will, you know, die when he comes. But if the Lord Jesus Christ will come immediately, right now or, you know, within our lifetime, then we will be the second part of these people who are raptured, which are the living saints, the living believers. So not all the dead, but all the dead in Christ. That is, all the believers. And this is what the Bible says in Revelation 20 verse 6. This is the people who are called uh, people who have part in the first resurrection. The rapture is the first resurrection and if you are part of that, there is no more second death that will happen to you. No second death for all who are part of the rapture. So all who were saved before Christ came to die, those people who, who are saved in, you know, uh, with the testimony of the Lord Jesus also, even though Jesus Christ did not come yet, and all who have been saved since, uh, and, and those who have died, uh, those people will rise from the dead in their glorified bodies. Right. They have a new incorruptible Amen. body. And that is what the Bible says in First uh, First Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 21, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number, sorry, 51. It said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. The word sleep there is not sleep, sleeping, but it's dying. Those people who have died. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. He will be given a body that is not going to rot. Yeah. 
He's going to, uh, to be given a body that is like the body of Jesus Christ when Amen. he rose from the grave. Amen. When, he's, when he said to uh, Mary, touch me not. <laughs> Don't touch me yet because I have not been glorified yet. I go to my father and to the father. And then after that, you know, he allowed himself to be touched. But at that moment, the, before he ascended into heaven to be, to be glorified by God the Father, Mary, you know, saw him. That's right. And she has the, you know, the opportunity to touch him, but she followed the Lord's instruction. She did not touch him. Because, you know, sometimes uh, a person, when, he, when the person is overwhelmed with, with that excitement or everything else, and sometimes you, you cannot do the proper things to do, but Mary, very keen of the instruction of the Lord Jesus, do not touch me yet. And then, and then Mary, you know, well, what a blessed woman she was. Um, she saw the, the very first person on earth that saw the risen Savior, Mary. And again, the Lord Jesus Christ, um, he, 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 um, those people that will believe in him will experience as, you know, incorruptible body as the body of the Lord Jesus. What a, you know, uh, I don't know uh, what's the feeling, but uh, we will find it later that um, when, when we, we will be given the incorruptible body, immortal body, and I believe it's going to be a joyful, joyful moment when we have that incorruptible body with us. Until the, Lord, until the Lord Jesus Christ comes, those people who died in the Lord Jesus Christ, their bodies sleep in the grave. That's what the Bible says in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 8. Um, but these people will be clothed with the bodies which are incorruptible. The Bible says there in verse number 8, we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. What happened here is that when the person who has Christ in his life dies, that person's body will go to the grave. But his spirit and his soul, I mean, his, his soul, I mean, his spirit will report to the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. immediately. And again, this is what Apostle Paul said, that he would rather be absent of the body so that he can come before the presence of the Lord immediately. For I say, I'm willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. In verse Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 14. Ephesians 4, uh, 3, Ephesians 3, verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. In Philippians chapter 1, verse number 23. Philippians 1, 23, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Amen. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Apostle Paul, with all his travail, in all, with all his persecutions that he went through in this life, has no appetite on this earth. This earth is just giving him hard time. But why he would rather stay here on earth because his presence on this earth is needful for the brethren. 
His presence is needful for those who believe in Christ to strengthen the brethren. That's what he did in his in his Christian life. He just you know keep on serving and helping and and and, and you know encouraging and strengthening the church. He came to strengthen the people in the church, to to encourage them to continue on to strive and to and to to, to serve the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart. And he said in Romans chapter twelve, verse number uh, one and two. Brethren, I mean, he said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Apostle Paul is just you know charging and in, in, um, um, you know helping the individuals. So that they will they will have and they will create that love for God. They will have that foundation of of new salvation in their lives, and they will have that strengthening of their faith. So that they will also they will also become victorious in their Christian life when they will finish their lives. And uh, in the account of God, when God look back and check and judge their lives, they will be found faithful to the Lord. People will be found faithful to the Lord. Because that is what Apostle Paul said, For what is my hope, or joy, or crown of rejoicing, are not even ye at the presence of the Lord? He did not mention about, you know, gold and silver. He did not mention about big houses and properties. He, he, that is out of his appetite. It's not out of his system. But his, his appetite, is, his joy is based only upon the souls that are one to the Lord. Those souls that, that he won to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, what is my hope or joy or crown of rejoicing are not even ye at the presence of the Lord. And you see, he said again in, in, in uh, Philippians 1.23 and 24, he said, nevertheless, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful, not for him. If you are a Christian this morning and you serve the Lord with all your heart and you love the Lord, I will tell you, you would, in your heart, you would decide to be with the Lord now. Lord, I want to be with you now. But while we decide to be with the Lord, we decide also to be with the brethren because we can see around there are a lot of brothers and sisters that are not yet strong in the Lord. There are a lot of brothers and sisters that, you know, need us. They need us. And our presence here would be needful for them. So that is why Apostle Paul said, Okay, I will stay for the sake of the brethren. So here you can see, and also these people, uh, dead people in Christ, their bodies will be changed. And their bodies will be clothed with immortality. That means they will never rot, they will and never die, and never, never be corrupted, corrupted with. Uh, death, it says in verse number 53 of 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 53. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. There will be no more death, no more physical death, no spiritual death, and no death whatsoever when the person um, will be raptured. 
and his coming the Lord Jesus Christ coming is a personal coming and and his coming is a sudden coming and again uh, another thing that we will that we know is that the Lord Jesus Christ will this will descend uh, and the dead in Christ will come will go up will go up to the, to that uh, to the sky to meet the Lord in the air we will be meeting the Lord in the air and and lastly here every living believer will be changed and every living believer will be caught up first Corinthians or first Thessalonians chapter 4 verse number 17 first Thessalonians 4 17 then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up apostle Paul even you know contemplating in his mind <coughs> that the Lord's coming, the second coming of the Lord would happen in his lifetime. He was thinking that the Lord, but this was 2,000 years ago. But again, we, we, we think about the years, oh wow, that's a long time. Again, it's maybe a long time for us, but with the Lord, it's just like two days. Because a thousand years with us is like one day of the Lord. So 2,000 years ago is like two days to the Lord. And it's not yet very long to, to the Lord. Now it says here, <clears throat> verse 17, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And again, that is what um, Corinthians, uh, Apostle Paul said in the Corinthians, that we shall not all sleep. Again, there are many Christians. There are many Christians that will never experience physical death. A lot of my, a lot of my, you know, uh, uh, people that I know in the church, they they wish that the Lord will come in their lifetime. They really wish, with all their heart, pastors wish that the Lord Jesus Christ will come in their lifetime. Why? Because they will not experience death. It's a blessing maybe for, for, for everyone that, it, that will experience rapture and they will not experience death. Because death, there is pain. But what, what a blessing it is when the Lord Jesus Christ comes in our lifetime. Amen. And we will see him. Wow. And then again, some Christians we know that when Jesus Christ will come, we'll never see death. We'll never experience death. For they will be alive on the earth when the Lord Jesus Christ comes. And they will be clothed with immortality. While they are, you know, maybe right here we are standing. And then there is this very sudden event. Twinkling of an eye. Then your body will change. From this mortal body into the immortal body like that body of the Lord Jesus Christ when he rose from the grave. And that is the body that uh, we, are, we are going to have. And you see again go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 53 sorry 15 verse 53 it says for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. And when that event will take place, 
then oh you can go through the walls and you can travel anywhere you can you can get to the, the sky and oh wow there's no limit there is no limit and that is why many many of us do not realize yet how beautiful it is how blessed it is um, to be a Christian today who love the Lord never mind if you are poor this time it doesn't really you know you just don't realize some some of us maybe you were afraid of poverty and, and we would rather go along with the flow in the society so that we can still live a life that we think it's a beautiful life no there is nothing in comparison to that time when the Lord Jesus Christ will come. Yep. All we need to do is please the Lord. Yep. Just make sure that you please the Lord. You are not making decisions in your life that will displease God. Yep. Because there is, you know, with the Lord Jesus Christ, oh, it is far better than this world. Again, it says that I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man what God had prepared for them that love him. Make sure, brothers and sisters, that you love the Lord. Just make sure that you love Him. Because if you don't love Him, I'll tell you, <laughs> maybe uh, we are just afraid of Him. But we don't really love Him. Some Christians, they just like the Lord. They don't love the Lord. We just like heaven. They want to go to heaven even if Christ is not there. Because they are enamored of the thought of all these you know, uh, streets of gold, all these pearls, all these beautiful mansions, all of this, you know, uh, uh, crystal clear water, they're enamored on the, those material things again. Their materialistic, you know, heart, they brought with them to, to heaven. No, it doesn't work that way. All these things, streets of gold and mansions, they are just bonus there. It's not the main thing. The main thing is the Lord Jesus. Yeah. We want to go to heaven because the Lord is there. Do not go to heaven if the Lord is not there. You see, even, even King, King David, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, that is written in the book of Psalm. Um, uh, in, in the book of Psalm, <coughs> Chapter um, the book of Psalm, chapter twenty-four, seventy-three. He said, "Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee." And there's another. Um, there's another um, verse. He said, If I go to he heaven, behold, thou art there. Where, what is that verse? Psalm 139, verse number 7. He said, Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. 
If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall uphold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about thee. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. You see, do not go to heaven if the Lord Jesus Christ is not there, but he is there. He is there. What I'm saying is that do not desire to go to heaven because of the beautiful place. We desire to go to heaven because of the beautiful person in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the Lord, my friend. It is the Lord. Do not set your hearts on the blessing. Set your heart on the giver of that blessing. Because there is no limit in Him. There is no limit in the Lord Jesus. And many of us do not realize it that the Lord is more important than anything. He is more important than the things that we desire on this earth. Set your heart right with the Lord. Love Him with all your heart. And do not shy with the, with the uh, uh, you know, um, afflictions and persecutions. Do not shy about it because all these things. The Bible says, um, all these sufferings are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. There is this glory that is going to be revealed. And do not, do not, I'll tell you now, do not train, do not train what God had prepared for you for cheap things. Do not train. If you train God because of your work, your work is cheap. Do not go that low. The Lord Jesus Christ is very precious. Very precious. Psalm 49. I will use this as our last verses here. Psalm 49. Verse number uh, 7 or 8. We'll see. Verse number 6. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. Why? Why no riches in this world can redeem? Why? Because verse number 9, verse number 8 says, For the redemption of their soul is precious and it ceaseth forever. The redemption of their soul is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. That is very precious. And let us not, you know, trade it with cheap things of this world. Yeah. The cheap things of materialism, the cheap things of, you know, lust or whatever things there that displease the Lord. Let us not trade these things. Praise the Lord for Amen. those people who have gone before us. Who, who strove, who, who, who loved the Lord with all their heart as our, as our example in life. Because they are the ones that will encourage us. Apostle Paul and many others will encourage us to strengthen us in our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have not received the Lord Jesus Christ yet, 
do it now. That's right. Do it now because there is there is no promise of tomorrow. That's right. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what the day may bring forth. Yeah. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And the Bible says, For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth a little time. It's like a steam of, you know, it's like a steam that appears at the moment. But moment after that, that steam is gone. And you do not know where is it. That is life. We are, we, you are seeing me now. I see you now. But time will come that you will disappear. Time will come that we will disappear. And no one knows where we are going. But God knows where are we going. But what is that? God is telling us that the reality is we do not know. We do not know our life. Only God knows. So do not waste the time. If you are here today and you do not know that your soul will go to, to heaven when you die, you are in a big, big trouble. You are right now in a, in a very difficult situation. Because once you die and you do not know and you do not have Christ in your life, that's it. There will be no, there can be no undoing in that. There can be no remedy in that. But the remedy can be done while you are still alive. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God that raised him from the dead, the Bible says, Thou shalt be saved. All you need to do is receive Jesus Christ and ask him and say unto him, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save my soul. Lord, I believe that you died on the cross 2,000 years ago to pay the penalty of my sins. Lord, by faith, I open my heart. Come into my life and save my soul. If you are like that, call upon him. Call upon the Lord. For Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you are not saved, it's either you believe in Him or you have not called upon Him. Because you cannot, you know, miss that. You cannot miss that because that is God's promise. If you call upon Him, you shall be saved. This power is praying. Our Father in heaven, Lord. We look forward to your coming. We look forward, Lord, to seeing you descend from heaven. But Lord, we have loved ones that may not be saved until today. Please, Lord, speak to the hearts of your people. Speak to the hearts, Lord, that Oh God, salvation is ready. Your, the, the deeds that you have done at the cross of Calvary is all that is necessary for the salvation of our souls. Please, Lord, if there's anyone in this room today that has not received yet the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, please, Lord, save the lost and help 
then Lord receive the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for all of us who are saying, Lord, help us to love the church above all things. Love the Lord Jesus Christ above all things. And love the people of God above our own life. Lord, help us to see that beautiful days ahead to be able to focus on the work that you have given to us. Lord, bless once again these people and thank you Lord for the faithful men and women that allowed themselves to be poor for your name's sake. Allowed themselves to be used up so that Lord um, your church and the people will benefit from their sacrifices. Lord, bless these people. In everything, bless them, Lord, spiritually, materially. Lord, give them um, the assurance and the um, uh, encouragement every single day because they need that, oh God. And thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness of your people. Again, all of us, Lord, we praise you today. We magnify your name. And I pray, Lord, that um, if there's anyone that is not sure of their uh, salvation, I pray, oh God, that they will come to, to any of us, to, to me. And Lord, enable me also to share to every person the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless all of us. Thank you for the blessing of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing that final hymn. Alright, for our final hymn we're going to sing Christ Returners 535, um, just before we sing, if uh, some of you need to be ready after the closing prayer, the black chairs have got to go back down so that the people downstairs can use them, um, if some of you can help out with that, it would be good. Christ Returners 535, we'll stand and join the singing.
this congregation. Uh, so social media is right at the back by the kitchen. Make sure you say happy birthday to her afterwards. Alright? <coughs> Thank you. 